Welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Master Healer Ariella Halevi and Rabbi Dr. Baruch Halevi, Rabbi B, your healer and guide on the journey of life. In this podcast, we will explore all things spirituality, meaning, and healing, from Kabbalah and the healing of your soul to shamanic energy work and the healing of your past, from ancient wisdom traditions to guide your spirit to modern tools to live your life. The Soul Center Podcast will empower you on your journey to heal yourself, discover your soul purpose, and live a soul-centered life. And now, on to the podcast. So welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We're really excited to talk to you today about what we're calling 36,500 thank yous, expanding more than our waistline this Thanksgiving. It's hard to believe that uh, Thanksgiving is here, isn't it? It is hard. It's already, it feels like Christmas already with all the Christmas ornaments and decorations out. Just came upon us pretty quickly and it's hard uh, to miss Thanksgiving because every time I turn on the news, there's like fears about supply chain and, you know, the end of the world if you don't have your cranberries and your, uh, all of the the things we're used to on Thanksgiving. And I I get that. I understand that. There's, there's a lot of fear right now and there, there always needs to be planning for something big like this, but especially this year because you know, as we've seen over the past couple of years, something like Thanksgiving or these other, what I guess used to be considered normal get-togethers, there's nothing normal about them anymore. Now when you get together, it's special. It's pretty amazing that we can resume our lives to hopefully more and more normal degrees. And part of that is getting back together with family, with friends, and celebrating something like Thanksgiving. So we want to not only just get ready for the food and all of that, but we also want to get ready emotionally, spiritually, and that comes down to giving thanks. And it's so much more than just this holiday of Thanksgiving, right? I mean, we're in the business of helping people get soul-centered, helping people heal and and grow and expand and so the idea of this month of november it's really not just this one holiday but like b said it's not again it 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 is about the the fact that we are grateful for things that we have taken for granted of probably most of our lives we've always kind of just assumed we would do things with our families on thanksgiving and and um this side this november is really about expanding and we talk a lot about manifesting from a place of expansion and so i think that as to go deeper into this idea of thanksgiving is it's not just saying hey i'm grateful for you you and you and this and this and this it's about expanding this gratitude into more than just a day let's look at it as more of like a life like a life consciousness change absolutely practical spirituality us living a spirituality every day in our real lives so that we can make an impact on the way we live and the people around us and that's why we want to get ready for thanksgiving so let's jump in and by the time by the by the way by the time you watch this or listen to it um the blog will have come out as well so you can also read about our latest blog on this very topic so where should we begin um, first to say that for our Thanksgiving, we are going out into the cold 
And you don't um, know if it's going to be cold. I believe it might be cold. This although week here right was now pretty it's warm. <laughs> um, but we are taking our trailer out, and and we're also just feeling grateful and thankful because. You know, for 18 years, we have had this understanding that we would all gather for Thanksgiving and we have a son in college. So if you know what that feels like, it's it's pretty it's a pretty big blessing to have all six of us um, that will be together in the middle of <laughs> it could be snow. It could be 70. Uh, we have no idea. We have very we have a very small oven, so we're going to prepare everything before. But it is a sense of this deep gratitude of not taking things for granted anymore and really seeing the blessing in having our kid home for Thanksgiving. Okay, so that's a great place to start because I think one of the challenges and Thanksgiving comes along to challenge us. You know, we don't we're not interested in the history. Uh, just like I'm not interested in the history of the Bible. Like it's all true whether or not it happened because it's not about historical facts. That you know, At the end of the day, you can get into a whole debate about what Thanksgiving is or isn't, but let's reclaim the, the spirit of these things and the spirit of Thanksgiving is giving thanks. And why do we need to give thanks? You know, we wrote about this in the blog. Um, go to, I, went, I was at Starbucks and a mom was saying to her kid like 65 times, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. How many times, if you had to guess, would you say we said that to the kids? We have four kids over the past yeah, 19 years. Thousands. Thousands. Mm-hmm. The question is why? why? Why don't you just say it once? Right. Because it doesn't come naturally. Because it doesn't come naturally. We, our kids don't, nat- although one of our kids naturally does, but the other maybe, ones not so much. Maybe. Not so much. But it doesn't come naturally. Think about Think about the the way the brain is wired. Unfortunately, the brain has had experiences in life. I'm I'm learning all about this cool stuff called neuroplasticity. And and you're and you're touching upon it because really what it is is that unfortunately we are wired to think in terms of how we've experienced life. And a lot of us, kids included, have had or maybe we come out that way and this is our this is part of our soul lesson is that we have had different things happen to us over the years and our brain starts to protect us. And in some ways it's wired towards negativity. Now, I don't believe it stays that way and I don't believe that that is the original root of our brain or our bodies or our souls, right? Our souls are, are naturally whole and beautiful and, and positive. But we have to remember and retrain our brains. So that's really what we're doing as a parent is when we say these things a 100,000 times, we are trying to retrain the natural brain, which is to protect itself and to kind of become more negative. And I'll just challenge it. It isn't a bad thing. It's actually why we're here. We wouldn't be here without that. Because when you're, you know, um, lunch for a lion 30,000 years ago, you run, fight or flight, you survive. The challenge is, is we're still in fight or flight over things that don't threaten us anymore. Right. We're still living on the savanna of 30,000 years ago, when in fact in the year 2021, that's not the particular threat. Most of the threats are not particular threats, and yet we still live in this kind of get mine scarcity mindset, which is how we're born into this world. This is your area of expertise, generation upon generation upon generation, right. not stopping this pattern. And so here comes a mom in a Starbucks. She doesn't even realize what she's doing is she's trying to rewire the child's brain. She's trying to break generational scarcity, fear, traumas, Mm -hmm. and she's trying to get him ready for Thanksgiving. And she had no idea. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? All in one say thank you. Um, But it is true. It's very true. And the reading that I've done lately is exactly that truth, which is, 
we are it's not your fault if you feel that you run on adrenaline and cortisol because that's what you're saying is that our brains have been wired from long long ago from your ancestors brains have been wired to hunt and run and run away from the lion or whatever it whatever you're being chased by and the challenge is is that what's happened during a pandemic because we see it in our kids it happened last week is that your brain starts to remember that cortisol, that running from your ancestors so long ago. And, and when you have a serious trauma and a collective trauma like we've had, the nervous system, because we have talked to so many people, ourselves included, well, I'll speak for myself, who've had so much anxiety, have, has, it's been brought up. And so it is, your brain is remembering what happened to you so long ago. And you are now in charge of saying, I have the power inside of me to not live like this any longer. And I'm telling you, I have, I've, I've been doing this lately because we, you know, we've had a lot of some life changes lately. And what's come up for me personally is that my brain has been wired towards stress and trauma and that cortisol running through it. And I'm not sure who I am without that running through it. And so this is an opportunity this Thanksgiving, this November 2021, to say, how do you want to rewire your brain? Yes, and it begins, the mystics have a formula for it, the Kabbalists have a formula, it's called Na'ase Venishma, that doing leads to transformation. This is the origins of CBT, psychology, you know, behaviorism. So we can start in meditation, we can start in spiritual practice, I do that, and that can lead to transformation, behave, changing my behaviors during the day, and I see that. When I get this centered, soul-centered place, and I quiet and I get clear, then I can react differently in the world or not react and respond. But the reverse is true, where I can just start going through the motions, going through the behaviors. So one of the ways the mystics say to do this is they have a prescription. Every day, say 100 thank yous. They call them brachot. It could be translated as a blessing. But I think when we think of blessing, we think of kind of like fairy dust. And what they meant by blessing was acknowledgement. Acknowledge the divinity, the goodness, the beauty in your life. Even if you don't feel it, say the blessing, say the thank you anyways, which is what that mother was doing. I don't care if you feel grateful, say thank you. And eventually, if you go through this behavior long enough, your wiring changes, your response time changes, and your default changes from, you know, lion, death, fear, to abundance and love. Right. And I'll take it another step and say that in addition to these 100 blessings a day, the shamans tell us that asking for divine guidance 100 times a day. Which is also the same thing. It is. It's like along the same those along those same lines that, you know, while you're abundantly thinking, which is really if you think about it, if you honestly did 100 blessings a day, I don't think you'd have any room for anything negative, really. I mean, it would fill up your whole day. And so the the shamans tell us that a hundred askings a day, right? So it's prayer and thinking, which is really, yes, is really is the same thing. But let's take it a step farther and say, when you put the thanks, you know, a hundred thanks a day and you a hundred askings a day, you know, show me that you're here asking for divine guidance, asking for what you need, asking for health, wealth, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
what you're doing is you're creating an expansiveness inside of your body and your being. And that's you know, a very important distinction because I, I'm so tired of simplistic, silly slot machine theology, which is I have a spiritual quarter and I'm going to put it in the supernal slot machine, which is a prayer, and I'm going to pull the lever and God's going to give me the Twinkies that fall out the bottom, right? It's this ridiculous vending machine, God, here's my prayer, give me my answer. And what we're saying is that's garbage. We, we've lived in religious circles, by the way. Religious people can do this just like secular people, which is you just say the blessings because you're supposed to say them, right? You hear the mumbling and the lack of intention and the check mark. Uh, I said the blessing over the food. Now we can eat in Orthodox Jewish circles. Not all, but often it turns into rote. Right. So, you know, it's not about becoming religious because the religious need to become intentional and the and secular people need to bring in this kind of intention as well. And so whatever you consider yourself religious or secular or atheist, it doesn't matter. It's about shifting. What you're saying is it's about shifting our consciousness from lack to abundance, from disconnection to connection. Right. And so, you know, the buzzword lately is exactly what you're describing is this idea of manifesting. Right. And it has been used in so many ways and, and kind of beaten to death. So that's what we were when we were thinking of this podcast and really diving into in our own personal lives, too. Like, how can we manifest in a way that feels authentic to us? And responsible. And responsible. And this is the word we've come up with is expansiveness. Right. In in the and I think you have a quote with that, which, which you can say in one second, like expansiveness means I can feel it in my body and my spirit and my soul and within the spirit. And when I can feel that expansiveness and get out of that fear place, then there goes all the blessings, right? Thank you, spirit, for another day. Thank you, spirit, for because I believe spirit is our, our business partner. Right? I believe spirit brings in the abundance of pro and prosperity. And then if you're expansive and you're breathing, we could do a whole podcast on breathing. We have. We have? 20 of them. Well, we're going to do it again. <laughs> and then you can do, and then, okay, so it's breathing and it's expanding and it's blessings and it's thank yous. All in that word expansiveness. And that's where, you know, it's not about just rote, you know, prayer and wrote thanks. It's about expanding it and feeling it. Yeah. Elevating our consciousness as we move towards Thanksgiving. Again, it you know, in religious circles, you can easily just go through the motions. I remember in rabbinical school, we had to, you had to, according to the Talmud, you have to say something a blessing. So one of my friends who, I don't even know what he was doing there, basically used to say, we sit down and go, rub-a-dub-dub, -dub, thanks for the grub, go God. And we would eat. And it's like... <laughs> I, there's nothing expansive about it. There's nothing connecting about it, right? And there's nothing also expansive or connecting when, you know, we don't say blessings all the time. We forget or whatever. And so we'll just sit down and we'll eat and I'll find ourselves halfway through a meal. Yeah. And it just feels like a missed opportunity. And so as we move towards Thanksgiving, get past all of our hangups on this stuff and just think, can I deepen myself, my connection, my connection to the people across from me, uh, the, the food on my plate, the source of this food, the source of my life, however you get there, just get there because that is about expansion. And really what we're saying is that there, there are two places to be in and we've experienced both. And we, you, 
guaranteed you experience fear versus love every single day, all day long. If you're really conscious of it, your thoughts are towards either fear or love. And Explain that more. Okay, so if you're in a fear place, and you know we've all been there, the fear is anxiety of what will be or what has happened. And if you can stay in the, and we, I think we did a podcast on this. If you can stay in the present moment, that is where the love is. I'm reading a great book. It's called The Presence Process. Um, I think it's Michael Singer, but I can't remember. And it's a great book and it is a really hard reality to remember that living in love, love is expansive. So when we live in love, we're not negating our fear, right? That's spiritual bypassing. When we're living in love, we're acknowledging that every single thing right in front of me needs to be felt and heard and dealt with, whether it is from, whether it is the fear or it is the love. But love is bringing your, your everything to it. So whatever is being brought to you in this moment, can you breathe into it and bring yourself to it fully? And there's only two energies, according to Kabbalah anyways, in this existence. There's love and there's fear. Or they describe it more as constriction or expansion. So things are either constricting and getting smaller or they're expanding and getting bigger. But there's no homeostasis. There's no static. There's no, nothing stays the same. Right. Not everything is in movement. The table that I'm leaning on is in movement. I can't see it, but it's in process. It's deteriorating. It's changing. And so you don't get that choice. You don't get to say, I'm just going to be here in neutral. Either you're dying or you're living, you're constricting or you're expanding. And so Thanksgiving call is a call to remind us, are you going to get smaller, constrict, go down into the, or are you going to open and expand and connect? And so I just think it's an amazing way to start shifting our thinking. It's not just where am I going to spend Thanksgiving? It's not just the food on the table. It's not just all of those logistics. And they're beautiful and they're important and don't take them for granted. It's about getting ready to live in this place you're talking about, expansiveness. Right. And so just going a little farther in that, in the living in expansiveness is raising your consciousness. And part of raising your consciousness is, like you said, those blessings and that asking, that asking for divine guidance. And the other part is recognizing that life is not filled with, you know, cherries and flowers. Like life has the stuff of life and we've all experienced the stuff of life. And again, more often than not, what we've been dealing with lately in our practice is the intense anxiety that people are feeling. And so to expand our consciousness and live in this expansive place, we have to make space for that stuff that doesn't feel comfortable to us. Because if we can move through it, I always say that underneath every, every anxiety is a blanket statement for what you're really feeling underneath. And if you could go through those layers and really feel it, then you can get to a place of expansiveness. So not only is it about those blessings and prayers that bring expansiveness, it's also feeling the emotions underneath the anxiety, the fear, the trepidation, the terror, the death sometimes that is underneath some of that intense anxiety, underneath that is expansiveness. So you can get there two ways. Well, I don't think it's two ways. I think it's the same way. I just think, you know, you're, you're, 
We agree because I'm not, you know, Unikitty in the Lego movie. If you saw the movie, great <laughs> movie. I love that movie. Unikitty walks around. I just around. can't believe you remember Unikitty. Unikitty walks around in that movie <laughs> saying, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. And she, right. inside, she's like just boiling. And finally, yeah, at the end, it. she just blows her top. That's not Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's not a blessing. The mystics talk about, you know, the word blessing. I like this word very much. It's called Baruch. Maybe you've heard it. Um, it's my name. But the, the, every if you're Jewish, you know, because every blessing literally starts with Baruch Ata Adonai. Blessed are you, God. But that's not the translation. Baruch means source of power. And what you're saying is God or divine or one. You are the source. I'm not the source. I am just a player in this universe, but you're the source. So you go into darkness. You go into things that aren't unikitty, fun, flowers, and giggles, right? The hard stuff, you can still bless those. You can still acknowledge that there is something in there that can open me and expand me. And that's what, you know, Viktor Frankl talks a lot about. That's how we transform suffering. The moment you acknowledge it, right. the moment you, you stop being um, controlled by it, reacting to it, and you start saying, thank you. You know why? Because I just had this conversation with a client. She's sick and tired of being angry at her dead loved one. And she just wants to feel nothing. And I challenged her and said, I don't think that's true. I think you want to feel love, of course. Nothing, nothing is, in my opinion, the greatest curse. Mm -hmm. To feel nothing when somebody dies, to feel nothing towards somebody, that's not the goal. The goal is to go into the anger, right? To go into that and say, thank you. Because anger is a sign of energy, life, life love, relationship. So start there by saying thank you to the anger. So what we've been doing is acknowledging or blessing the anger for being a life force in her being that she just hasn't yet learned how to harness. I think like as I'm hearing the story and what you're saying is like it's about empowerment. I mean really when you when you are afraid of something you feel disempowered. You don't feel like you're standing in your sovereignty. When you're afraid of your deepest, darkest fears and your deepest anxiety, you are t constricted. You can't breathe. Your body and your spirit is constricted. You f we forget who we are and that spirit is flowing like a river through us, right? So all those healing messages of love and guidance and protection, it's gone. We stand in this darkness and we forget. But when we, when we are willing to stand in the eye of the storm, and this is, I believe, part of the message of Thanksgiving is like, can you stand in it all? That's empowerment. Can you say that I'm feeling really sad right now and lost and, or angry or just I'm lost or lonely? I think so many people right now are lonely. And they are, it's scary to feel lonely. It's scary to feel all alone in the world. It's, I think it's one of the scariest things. And if you can stand inside of that, then you are empowered. If you can cry through that or rage through that or feel whatever you have to feel through that, write about it, talk about it, get through it, then you get to the other side of it and that's empowerment. And so that's standing in your sovereignty. Really, I mean, the idea of blessing and things and expansiveness and standing in the eye of the storm is so that we have sovereignty in our lives. 
And here's a practical application of what you're talking about. I've done this with people in the past um, around grief. When you know you come to your first Thanksgiving and your loved one's physically not there, but they died this past year, it can be oppressive. And I remember working with a woman a while back who you weren't allowed to talk about it. Like it was just supposed to not be, it was, it was the unspoken. And they went through whatever holiday was prior to that Memorial Day or something, and she just couldn't bear it again. So what we talked about was that Thanksgiving, she was going to take her power back by having an empty chair. And that was going to be her loved one's empty chair. And it was still sad, but it wasn't, she didn't feel like a victim anymore. Now she just got to be sad on her terms. And the terms were, this chair acknowledges that there is an emptiness in our lives, but that we, by doing that, can now start becoming grateful about everybody else around the table and our, and our feelings about our loved one. And so finding ways to take back your power, um, really Thanksgiving just gives us this amazing opportunity. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, I think it's spiritual sovereignty as, I'm kind of, as we're kind of talking about this, is, is standing in the power of your life and being able to make the choice to stand inside of it, like with like your client. She felt like a victim when she couldn't have her loved one here. But if she could make the choice to bring that chair in place of her loved one, then she has emp- she's empowered. So spiritual sovereignty is one where we stand in all of life. It's the presence process, right? It's becoming present inside of all of that life is bringing you. And there are so many ways, and we've talked about this so many different ways, there's so many ways to leave the present moment, to leave your sovereignty. You know, you can give your power away to somebody else. You can feel that anxiety and let it control you and ruin you. You can run and and hide by becoming overly busy and use things like Netflix, food, alcohol, you name it, to run from that gift of the present moment. But standing in your sovereignty means that I shift from, from forgetfulness to consciousness, you know, from from that anxiety to to power just um, rereading edith eager's book eger if you haven't read them um the gift and the choice i can't remember which comes first but it doesn't matter they're both amazing and she is a she's a holocaust survivor she's also a logotherapist and student of dr frankel and the the most powerful line in either of her books is and i'm doing it by memory um the difference between a victim and a survivor is a victim says, why me? And a survivor says, now what? And that's the shift from powerlessness to power. And what she talks about and what you're talking about is we're all victimized. Life will victimize us in a thousand different ways. But doesn't, and in that moment we become a victim. But it doesn't mean we have to take up residence, as she says, in the victimhood, in, in this place where this is who I am. No, this is what I'm going through. But I will move out of this victimhood and I will take back my power and become a survivor. And a survivor, again, is now what? Now what can I do? Right? Okay, my loved one isn't here. There's nothing I can do about it. And I can sit here. We can all sit here and not speak about it. We can all pretend like it's not happening. We can all sit here and basically say a thousand ways, why me? Why did this happen? Or we can say, now what? Now what do we do? How do we now fill the emptiness with something meaningful, conscious, intentional. How do we expand? Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that so much. And I think as we go through this spiritual practice, it really is a spiritual practice, right? The act of thanksgiving 
of giving thanks is a spiritual practice and there's so much more to it than than writing affirmations every day there's so much there's so many deep things and and along those lines of like becoming a a victor right i think um who do we love who do we always listen to um the pastor in our car um joel osteen he talks about being you know are you the victim or are you the victor and that's that's really you know claiming your life and so part of what i do with clients is to reclaim your dna and to it's 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 a whole process of going going into your ancestry and looking at the choices that they made and some of them were not pretty and a lot of them were done in survival and we forgive those that came before us because they didn't they were surviving just like we have survived some of us in the last two years and or beyond. And so looking at those traumas and those tri- and those tribulations and those wounds that our ancestors went through and also reclaiming that in your body. So taking, I imagine, seeing our DNA as healthy and whole and that we have the power, especially this month, this month is filled with energetic flow, right? November 2021 is filled with this amazing quality of healing. Yeah, October sucked. October sucked. No, October we were getting, September sucked. Oh, is it September? Yes, it really sucked. One of those sucked. sucked. <laughs> October we were getting out of it, and November we're starting to fly. And I can feel that. But what the, the, the question is, are you willing to go into your DNA to really look at the things that you're, wedi- you're willing and ready to release? in order to expand. And that's true every day. And it's especially true on Thanksgiving or any holy day where there's a shared tradition, where there's been a passing of the torch, if you will, from generation to generation to generation, because that's a holiday, or I call them holy days, that you've gone through these motions with your parents and they went through with their parents and their parents and their parents, and maybe up to a certain point, up to Columbus or something, but you get the point, there's an extra power when you're engaged in these rituals, these routines of generations to consciously break the patterns, to release the, um, the restriction, the constriction, right? The fears, the lack, and we can start passing down something whole. Totally a famous anecdote, but it just popped into my head and you know it, but I think about it all the time. Um, you know, that story of the woman who serves the turkey and the ends are cut off and nobody can figure out why. And she doesn't even know why. Like they never eat the ends of the turkey. Like they just always cut off the ends or ham or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they've started asking. And finally they asked the great grandmother and she said, oh, because back in the old country, we didn't have a pan big enough. <laughs> so we had to cut it off. Now they're still passing down this thing, this broken thing. They don't know why. They don't need to. They have, a, they have an expansive pan. Right. They have a big full pan and they're just cutting off the turkey right. because there that wasn't a beautiful ritual. That was a necessity. A necessity. Right. And it came from a place of lack. And so think about that as a metaphor for how much do we continue to pass down that we didn't mean to. We didn't even know we inherited. Right. So that's when a Thanksgiving comes along and says, whoa, time out. Let's just maybe we continue passing down the turkey with no ends because that's meaningful to us. And it doesn't feel like lack. It's a beautiful ritual. Or maybe we're passing this thing down because that's all we know. And now we're asking, why? Why are we doing it? And now what? What can we do that it feels expansive, not restrictive? Right. I mean, I guess to conclude, I would also say, and who are who are you if you're not, I mean, you know, you're not offering the ham anymore half cut off. 
So what are you offering? And that's where the expansiveness comes in, right? That's the that's the interior, like looking at the interior and exterior of your life and saying, how do I want to expand? When Whenever I end my healings, I always, not always, but sometimes I say to them, to people, what does your life look like in a year, in six months, in two months down the road? Because that's expansiveness. Like, let's play. Wayne Dyer has a beautiful meditation. It's basically, it's very simple. I am, right? You breathe in and you remember, I am. And you fill that in. I am love. I am, I am spirit. I am God. I am whole. I am joy. I am happy. That's expansiveness. And let's bring that to our table. Let's have everyone go around and say what you are and expand on that because that's the true manifestation. That's the true thanksgiving is to expand into what do we want this lifetime to look look like? It doesn't mean going into the future because time is of no existence, right? Time is something linear that we've created. If you are that expansive person that in the future, you can be that person right now. And I'm just going to end with, that's why in every tradition, the name of God is Buddha, Krishna, Yeshua, Jesus, and um, Christianity, Allah. Um, the list goes on and on. If you look at most traditions, they all have this ah sound. And this is Wayne Dyer's teaching because whatever you call her, him, it, it is expansive. Ah, yeah, Buddha. They're all about opening up. They're all about saying yes to the life around us and to coming out of this place of where we all get there, where we forget to give thanks, getting back to a place of giving thanks, of opening our hearts, opening our homes, opening our spirit, and just saying, yeah, living in expansiveness. And so with that, we wish you a expansive Thanksgiving. Oh, that makes me already makes feel like me I fall. operate. <laughs> so spiritually expansive. Don't, don't expand your belly, but expand your mind and your heart. And so we, we really do wish a heartfelt, happy Thanksgiving and an expansive living. And uh, just remembering that we are we are whole and we are loved. We have lots of podcasts coming out. Ariella and I are committed to doing ours together, so the Soul Center podcast together, roughly every other week. And then every other week in between there, we each have our own. She has Divine Origins. I have the Defiant Spirit. You'll just get them under the same label, Soul Centered, but we're really honored and privileged that you continue to listen, to support us. God bless. Namaste. You've been listening to the Soul Center Podcast with your hosts Ariella and Baruch Halevi. If you'd like to learn more about Soul Center, please visit mysoulcenter.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mysoulcentered. And if you found meaning and inspiration in this podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear from you to connect with you, so please reach out to us. And until then, we wish you shalom, salam, namaste. Amen.